Welcome to Socialette, your go-to source for bite-sized lessons in launching and online marketing. I'm your host, Steph Taylor, and I'm a corporate dropout turned launch strategist, helping you launch your digital products simply and successfully so you can reach more people, grow your audience, and become the go-to brand in your space. Want to swipe my signature launch framework? Download my free ebook, The Complete Roadmap for a Killer Launch at stephtaylor.co forward slash roadmap. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of my latest episodes released every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Hey, welcome back to Socialette. This is episode 236. Now, over the Christmas break, I read a lot of books. (laughs) I went back to New Zealand for three and a half weeks with my family and I just relaxed for the entire time. I didn't even take my laptop with me, which was a bit of a turning point for me because that's the first holiday that I've taken in four years where I haven't had the safety blanket of having my laptop nearby in case something caught on fire. So it was scary, but it was also really, really good and It left me feeling really energized. And anyway, as a result of all of the time that I now had to spare, I read 21 books in three and a half weeks. Now, half of those were novels, so I don't really count those, but half of those were business or self-development books. And this episode, I'm going to share 10 of the biggest takeaways that that I took from a bunch of those books. So, The first thing that I learned was your outcomes are a lagging measure of your habits. One extra task completed every day can add up to a lot. Now, I got that from Atomic Habits by James Clear, which is a fantastic book. It's it's very appropriate for, you know, January and New Year's resolutions, but it's also really good for just creating those good habits in your life at any time of the year. Now, anyway, so in this book, he talks a lot about improving just 1% every day and how that little 1% compounds so much over time. The second takeaway that I got from Atomic Habits was progress isn't linear. People make a few changes. They expect to see results. They don't see results and then they stop. But you have to persist long enough to break through the plateau. I see this a lot with people who are just starting to build an email list or they've just started a podcast or they're just starting out in business. They do a few little things here and there and then they wonder why it's not working yet. But in reality, it's a long, slow process for success and progress isn't linear. The third takeaway that I have to share with you guys is from Tribe of Mentors by Tim Ferriss. And in the, at the start of the book, so the book is basically a compilation of different tips that he's got from various people who are experts and leaders in their field. And it, in the first chapter of the book, Tim writes how he asks himself, what would this look like if it were easy? So whenever he starts to overcomplicate something, he asks himself, what would this look like if it were easy? I know that I certainly overcomplicate a lot of things. So I really love Tim's idea of taking that step back and asking yourself, what would this look like if it were easy? Because chances are it doesn't need to be anywhere near as difficult or as complicated as you think it needs to be to be successful. Another takeaway that I got from Tribe of Mentors, and this was actually, so firstly from Esther Dyson, she said, would you say yes to this if it were next Tuesday? So when somebody's reaching out to you for an appointment or a commitment or whatever, 
you ask yourself, would you say yes to this if it were next Tuesday? Because it's so easy to commit to things when it's next, like when your schedule's clear, but when it's tomorrow, then it's a whole different story. And likewise, Kevin Kelly, also in the Tribe of Mentors book, wrote, whenever I'm trying to decide whether to accept an invitation, I just pretend that it's going to happen tomorrow morning. Now, as a classic overcommitter, these both really resonated with me because I'm constantly accepting plans that are well into the future. And then the day arrives and I feel really either anxious or I just regret saying yes because I don't really want to do it. Number five, you are 99 years old, you're on your deathbed and you have the chance to come back to right now. What would you do? That was from Jerome Jar, also in Tribe of Mentors book. That really hit home because that's a reminder, right? We're all going to die one day. So what can I do in this very moment to ensure that I have a great life? And conversely, also from the same book, <laughs> I got a lot of takeaways from that book, right? Muneeb Ali writes, when I'm old, how much would I be willing to pay to travel back in time and relive the moment that I'm experiencing right now? What a nice reminder to be grateful for this very moment and to just be present, right? Okay, number six. This one is from Pat Flynn's book, Superfans. We all want to do as much as we can for the people in our audience, but if you want to change their lives, start by changing their day first. I loved this book. I really, really enjoyed it. And what Pat means by this quote is that we need to give our audience quick wins, little wins in order to start building that momentum, get them taking action, right? Because once they experience a quick win, it's addictive. They they will want more quick wins. So they'll keep coming back to you. And that's how you build those super fans, right? They keep coming back to you to take more action and get more wins, Number seven, this is from Getting Things Done by David Allen, which was a bit of a, (laughs) it kind of blew my mind in terms of how I plan my day and how I plan my tasks. So really good read, highly recommend it. Anyway, so David writes, get it out of your head, anything, any tasks, ideas, actions, if they're floating around in your head in an open loop, they're using up valuable thinking power and brain space. Write it down and close the loop. So Really, how much brain space are you wasting thinking about those groceries you need to buy or that vacuum cleaner that needs fixing or that email that you need to send tomorrow or that Instagram DM that needs to be replied to? By writing things down, you're freeing up brain space that you can use on much, much more important things. Number eight, and this one's also from Atomic Habits, again, by James Clear, focus on systems rather than goals. Goals are the results that you want to achieve, but systems are the processes that lead to those results. It's your commitment to the process that will determine your progress. So for example, maybe your goal is to reach 100,000 podcast downloads this year. Your system for that might include consistently promoting your show, regularly batching your content ahead of time, scheduling your episodes ahead of time, etc., etc. So a system would help you to create that consistency, which builds that momentum, which helps you to reach those goals. Yes, the process, it might not be as sexy as the goal itself, but that's what's really going to get you there in the end. Number nine, this is from Rework by Jason Fried or Jason Freed. I'm not sure how you pronounce that, but he says, ideas are cheap and plentiful. 
Until you start making anything, your brilliant idea is just an idea and everyone has ideas. The real question is how well you execute. When I surveyed my audience at the end of last year, so many of you said that you were afraid to launch because you were worried somebody else would copy or steal your idea, or you were worried that other people already had similar ideas to you and because of that, you wouldn't be able to have a successful launch. But here's the thing, right? Your idea is such a small part of it all. The execution is what makes it really good or really bad, right? The execution is so much more important than the idea. Okay, number 10, also from Rework. There is always enough time if you spend it right. When you want something badly enough, you make the time. You get up earlier or you go to bed later or you stop watching Netflix every evening. The truth is most people just don't want it bad enough and then they protect their ego with the excuse of time. Don't let yourself off the hook with excuses. It's entirely your responsibility to make your dreams come true. Does this one make you feel a little bit uncomfortable? Because it definitely made me feel uncomfortable, but like in a good way, because I realized that there were certain things that I'd been putting off and telling myself, oh, I don't have the time to do that. And in reality, it was actually because I didn't really want to do them badly enough. So there's just a little bit of food for thought in that one. Okay. Number 11, the last one, I promise. This one's also from Rework. Highly recommend that book as well. It's really, it's not a difficult read at all. It's the kind of book you can just pick up, read a chapter and put down. Great read. Anyway, so they say a small audience is an advantage. It means you can test things and fail without embarrassing yourself in front of a big audience or the public. It means you can trial things without having to answer to thousands of customers. This was really quite a good one because so they, the guy who wrote Rework, he and his co-founder, they founded Basecamp, which is a huge project management system. And when they launched, they just launched to a small audience and they knew that they could refine it and fix it. And they could figure out what their audience's sticking points were and make it even better without having to you know, completely break the entire system for thousands and thousands of customers. Now, the reason I added this one to today's episode is because something that popped up a lot in the survey answers when I surveyed you guys was that most of you, well, not most of you, but a lot of you are waiting until you have a much bigger audience to launch. But, and, you know, and I've spoken about this before, you don't need to have a big audience before you launch. And it's highly unlikely that your first launch will be 100% perfect. So it's actually better to be launching to that small audience. So if things go wrong, it's not the end of the world. Anyway, there you have it. 11 things, 11 takeaways from all of the different books that I read over the holidays. Now that's it for today's episode. Make sure that you hit subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes released every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I always love hearing from you guys on Instagram. So you can find me over there at stephtaylor.co. And if you're enjoying the show, please take two seconds to leave a rating and a review. It really means a lot to me and I do read every single one of them. Anyway, thanks so much for listening, guys. Catch you next time.